Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the best podcast on the internet. We made it number four. Best number in the world. Because that was my number. Is my number. Will continue to be my number. Uh, yeah. So podcasting here we go we're gonna start some stuff with some things apparently i need to blow my nose last episode apparently that was the one criticism i got blow your nose before you record so i did not that i thought it was an issue but apparently to some it was here we go all right so today's topic I don't know. It's been a weird one. This has been sort of playing on the El Mindo recently. Um, Just the whole aspect of time. I know in the first episode we chatted about how do you put value on your time. But then once you start thinking about time as a whole, it's kind of scary. Like, whoa. Oh, I yawned and sniffled. Game over. End the podcast! So, let's say everyone lives till they're 100 years old. Okay? So, that is, uh, we'll say, 36,500 days. That's how long your life is. We're saying life is like exiting the vagine to being put into the ground. Or no longer existing. Yeah, let's let's go with that. So, 36,500 days. You multiply that by 24, gives you 876,000 hours of life. Wow, that's a big number. It's not even a million hours. Like some people never even experience a million dollars. Most people won't even experience a million hours on on this planet of Earth that is. So, like, that's crazy right there. And it really makes you start to think, wow, what am I... This is sort of the, the, the trail that I've gone down, and it's, it's a strange, depressing tale of a man who didn't know what to do with his time. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very strange sort of thing to think about because you're like, all right, well, you know what? The time is finite for me. Unless you start thinking like, well, maybe, it's finite for me you know what if reincarnation's a thing which would be kind of neat but you also don't know what you're getting reincarnated as you could get reincarnated as one of those bugs that lives for 24 hours well so now you're 87 800,000 Jesus 876,000 hours become 876 plus 24. That's it. 
and then you're reincarnated as something else. You know, it's like if you put it into, you know, let's go. Uh, let's take a look at how old the Earth is. It's uh, about 4.543 billion years old. Which is a lot. Like, we're going like, you know, it's been tested, da-da-da. We're, we're sticking with scientific facts here. So that's how many years. You multiply that by 365. And then you multiply that by 24. And you get a number that's, I guess, trillion. The world's been around for 39.796 trillion. Yeah. Trillion hours. So, like, we're just a speck. We don't even get a million. Our, like, the average human lifetime is one forty-fifth millionth of the span of Earth. That's depressing. You know? Oof. <coughs> it's like... Yeah, we're specs. We're specs in a time warp continuum man I don't know it's just it really so like if our time is so finite and really so insignificant but yet you can change things in a world and it's amazing that people have it's amazing that there are certain people that have changed things in the world so immensely but then you gotta feel about like you gotta feel bad that some people just don't they don't they don't take part in anything they just exist and it's kind of a weird feeling to just exist when you have only finite time and then you get to you know the fact that sure savvy has given you 876,000 hours of life here you go here's my gift but literally tomorrow that 876,000 could be you know well what's how many hours ish have I lived 30 out years old cuz I'm old uh, 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 this is gonna be this is gonna be where it gets depressing so I've lived uh, 262,000 hours that's roughly ish a third of my lifetime gone oh my gosh this was a bad podcast topic it's depressing when you start thinking about it like this it's really I guess you know and then you think about it, you're like well I spent one of those hours report recording and producing a podcast for some people to listen to was that the best use of my finite hours? And I guess it really comes down to what do you enjoy? Really? But it's also kind of a crazy thing because, you know, you gotta think about a lot of that time 
you know, we'll say, so you have your 876,000 life hours, and you're supposed to sleep eight hours a night, we'll say, okay? So let's do that. So that's 292,000 hours. Jeez. So now you take that away from your 876 and you only have 584,000 hours of being awake. Dear Lord. That's not, yeah. So then if you were to, oh man, we're just, we're diving deep into numbers here, which is kind of neat, you know. Divide that by 24, and then divide that by 365. Really? Wow, that is they, when they say a third of your life is spent sleeping. Scientists have done their math, because you really only have 66 years of being awake. So even though you're 100, you've only really been in society 66 years, right? Which is ridiculous, if you think about it. Okay, so now you, you're alive 66 years, awake, okay? And we'll say from the age of, we'll say, of the age of 18 to 65, we'll say 65. You're working, okay? So that's 47 years of working. And so 47, right? 47 by, well, we got to figure out how many days of the year you work. We'll say five days a week by uh, 52. That's wrong. Wrong math. I should have done this beforehand, but it's more fun listening to me, isn't it? So five days a week times 52. So you work 260 days a week, a year. 265 days a year and then you take that and you multiply that by the 47 days 47 years and well, that's not too bad it seems like a lot more in my head unless I'm wrong I think I'm wrong am I wrong 47 years times by no that's well that's only days wow so you'll spend 1200 and no straight wrong math is wrong ignore all of those numbers all right so you work 260 days a year multiply that by 8 and then that by 47 all right so 97 thousand hours almost a hundred thousand hours of your life is spent working which is not and that's if you live to a hundred okay that's like and we'll say hundreds the ultimate and some people disagree which is fine I get that some people don't want to live till they're a hundred right so now 
You have your 578,000 hours that you're awake and you spend almost close to about a fifth, sixth of that working. So now you only have 480,000 hours left of life if you're working from 18 to 65. Okay, and that's, we're talking awake hours. We've taken sleep out. Sleep's important, I get that. But, you know, like it's a necessity. You have to include it in, right? So you only have 484,000 hours of being like your own free will. So, that's just over 50% of your time, which is, I guess, not bad. But the sad thing is that's if you live to 100, okay? So let's say from age 1 to 5, do those really count? I mean, yes, they do, but you're not really, like, in control. You really only start to get into control when, I don't know, maybe start doing things you like. We seven, we'll say, you know? So there's like another seven years of just becoming a person. And even seven's probably pretty young. You, you, there's a lot of influence that your parents have on you at that point still, right? And then the sad thing is, like, once you're 65, there's only so much you can do. You can't be, you know, jumping off mountains and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of your free time is. Because... You're not working. It's crazy that you work like, yeah, you work a lot. And a lot of people don't like their job. Like that's, that's not, and I mean, I get it. It's one of those things. It's a necessity and it's like, Hey, I got to work to survive. But then it really comes, you know, like you got to ask yourself the question. You only have one life, right? You only have your 876,000 hours if you live to 100. And you're spending a good 100,000, roughly 100,000 of those, you know, working at some job that you absolutely despise. And you've Sandy and Carl and Frank, and they're just absolute douchebags to you. And you all despise being there. And I mean, I get it, you know, not everybody gets to work at jobs they love. Because, I mean, then everybody would be, you know, uh, an athlete or a superstar or, you know, a famous writer of a book, you know, this movie maker. They would choose those, you know, we'll say top 1% jobs. And not everybody would get to have you know, who would run the electricity plant. And I'm sure there's some people who really enjoy working at the electricity plant. And I get that. That's great. But it's, I've also, I've, and here's a, here's a big thing I've found is what will, you know, I guess the main core of this is, yeah, we're just, we're just traveling through my, my brain waves here and, you know, coming up with great conclusions. I'm calling them great because I came up with them, at least. But 
I've worked some pretty terrible jobs. I've worked some terrible jobs that I've loved, and I've worked some terrible jobs that I've hated. And the ones I've hated, I mean, base, they're just a terrible job, um, is, I guess, some of the most, one of the most high-paying jobs I've worked, because they gotta pay you a lot to work such a terrible job. The issue is, what made that terrible job terrible is the people I was working with. They were just the absolute worst sort of human beings in the world. Just scum of the earth. And I mean, it's very easy to get into that state of mind where you're like, man, I only have 876,000 hours of life. I'm living every moment for me and only me. I don't care who gets in the way. Yeah, I'm stuck working this shitty job, but I don't need to help Frankie over there because I'm trying to live my life so that I can get to my 484,000 hours of free time. Just getting through it. Which is a tough way to, I mean, and I get it. I understand why you, you live for you. Because really, at the end of the day, you only have your life. But in the shitty jobs I've worked, you know, in the shitty job I've worked, I've had some really good times. And it's not because the job was, it was a terrible job, but it's because the people were good. And it seemed like the aspect is like, hey, yeah, we all know this is shitty, but let's not be terrible human beings to one another. And, you know, let's take these 97,000 hours of working that we have and try and make them enjoyable. So that it doesn't feel like you're wasting them on, hey, I just got to do this so that I can have money, so that I can just exist, you know. And I mean, and, and I've worked some great jobs with horrible people. So, I mean, it's interesting when you go to, you know, apply for a job. You're like, oh, this, all these perks sound great. But it's really... I often find myself asking like what's the what's the morale here do people want to be here are people miserable and I mean everybody has an off day I get it I, I, I understand that you know but if you want to be there and you want to interact with the people you work with you don't have to love them you don't have to be like wow we're going out for drinks every single night which, let me tell you, it, 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 that is enjoyable. That makes, you know, spending your time enjoyable if you can actually become friends with people that you work with. Like, that's huge. But if you enjoy your time at work, I feel... I mean, it's a fifth of your awake life that you might as well try and enjoy and i i know it's it's really tough and it's a it's a it's really a lot of pressure to put on say an 18 year old who needs to make a decision on what university to go to to figure out you know hey how am i going to make myself happiest in life at a job that i don't know is great you know i don't know if i like this job 
That's a, like... And I mean, all the parents, everyone's, ah, you'll be fine, you'll make it in the world. Yeah, you'll be fine, but will you be happy is the real question. Will you be happy with your finite amount of hours on this planet? Unless you get reincarnated. But that's a different story. And I don't, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation, but it's kind of a neat thing to think about. That possibilities of coming back as something else in the same world, maybe at a different time. You know, who knows? Maybe there's a... A delay between lives but that's a lot of responsibility to ask uh, somebody's I mean a male I believe it's their prefrontal cortex hasn't finished developing until they're 21 so how can they make a lifelong decision on you know if they can hey make a career decision and stick with it for we'll save the 47 years till you're 65 and you've spent a fifth of your your awake hours of your life doing it and let me know if you enjoyed it then i have a hard time with that like that's just, it's almost not fair i mean that's coming from i've man i know some people who've stayed at the same job since high school and that's great you know they're doing really well and i hope that they're happy because if they're not, goddamn, that's that's unfortunate, you know. And once again, work gets stressful, everything happens. But it, you know, I get that. Not all jobs are gonna be roses, and you know, but you have to have some enjoyment in it. Like you got to be that kind of person that enjoys your work, or at least tries to. You might not enjoy the work, but you might at least be able to enjoy the people you surround yourself with. And I think that's the moral of this entire conversation and ramblings is you being a good person can affect other people's finite amount of time on earth. And it's one of those weird things. I, I had a conscious decision the other day uh, when I didn't get my frickin' Jeep back. Still don't have it. Update. Um, but I found out that Jeep drivers wave to one another and when I first got my Jeep I was working a job and I was pretty miserable and I really didn't I'm like fuck that I do not want to fucking wave to every single person that has a Jeep Wrangler that's not my job I didn't know this when I signed up for a Jeep because nobody fucking waved at me when I didn't have a Jeep so what makes me special that I bought a Jeep now and everyone waves at me. I knew motorcyclists have done it because that's pretty obvious. But you don't really see the Jeep waivers. That's just a whole different, you know, that's a whole different ball game. But I was thinking to myself, what am I doing to that person every time they wave and I don't wave back? And they're like, oh. That's shitty. And that's just a notch lower for them on their importance of their wave. And they're like, well, maybe I won't do it next time because that, that guy didn't wave to me. Maybe it's not a thing. Maybe I'm not in loop anymore. Maybe I don't know. And it's just sort of a sad, depressive spiral. So I made the conscious decision. I'm in, I, I'm in a rental which is also a Jeep, so I can still make the decision. 
A Jeep Wrangler, not, not one of those, you know, Jeep Cherokees or whatever those not cool ones are. Spoilers, they're not cool. Um, that I'm good, I'm, I'm gonna wave, and not because I think it's oh it's cool. It's because I think what it does to the the human psyche, and I think if I can help, you know, somebody wave and wave confidently and interact with a human in a positive way. And if that's what I have to do, I'll wave. And you know what? The past couple weeks have been okay waving to people. I'm all, I've been all right. I haven't suffered. I haven't like strained my hand from waving. I've come up with a cool wave. You know, it's just kind of the peace sign while, while driving. It's just throw, throw the old deuce up there. And you know what? I've got a lot of waves back. And I mean, there's a few people who don't wave and you're kind of like, yeah, fuck you. We actually don't want you in part of our Jeep wave club. So it's, it's an interesting going from one side of not wanting to do it to just that little shred of, hey, that was a human interaction in a cold COVID world right now. And it was fine. There, there was such minimal effort and it didn't make anyone feel terrible. It's kind of a social contract, apparently. And it's just like, you know what? Be nice. Be nice. Just just be nice. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy because I've, I've interacted with a lot of people for having, you know, a small YouTube channel and a small Discord channel. And you just get some people and they're just, they're just dickholes. That was, I had to come up with a very uh, non-endearing uh, non term. And I figured a dickhole is probably not a great one. Nobody wants to be a dickhole. Like a butthole, that's a little less offensive. But a dickhole, that's not, nobody wants to be a dickhole. Right? So, and it's just like, what, you know, and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but I'm spending, you know, my time of my finite amount of my life on earth creating content that hopefully you enjoy. And if you come in and say, wow, that was shitty, it was terrible, I'll never watch again. Okay, constructive criticism, but then, you know, you could also just never watch again. And that person can live in bliss and not know that, hey, somebody hates me. And now that's in their mind. And, you know, everybody's spending their own time. And, you know, it's once again, I'm, cre you know, if I create content and you watch it, I'm thankful that you've watched it because you've decided to spend some of your time watching or say in this case listening to this podcast i don't mind if you multitask you know but and i mean i'm guilty of it too i don't you know i don't give things thumbs up i don't and maybe i should maybe this is a revelation that i need now that you know it is important you know, if somebody posts something on Instagram, 
not that I think anybody should be like actively posting things on Instagram. I think it's a silly platform. But if somebody takes the time, they're obviously looking for recognition, which is fine. And they're wanting to share. And their audience might not be huge, but they're sharing it and putting their time and their effort into doing that and then sharing it. So literally the least you could do is hit the like button. Even if you don't like it, hit like and then unfollow them for all I care. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird, this is a weird revelation. Just be nice to people. And I mean, it's once again, it's tough to be nice all the time. And yes, you do need you time, obviously. And people need to respect that as well. They can't just, oh, this person's always nice. Beep, 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 boop, boop. No, people need them time. They need time to just decompress and de-stress because really one fifth of your awake hours of life, you're working. And then, you know, you've got to make out the rest of the day of not working and de-stressing and just, you know, being alive and trying to utilize that time, which is not an easy thing to do. You know, let's talk about de-stressing. And I think, you know, I think I've answered my own question before asking this question. Is like, I don't drink or do drugs, okay? I've always thought there's been no need because I've always wanted to be able to enjoy myself without having to use a substance to do it. And I think for the most part, I've gotten pretty good at de-stressing myself and, you know, there's, you know, there's things that get me riled up and I get frustrated and it takes some time, yes. But I think I deal with it in a healthy way with a straight frame of mind and I, I deal with it. I just put it in a bottle and bottle it down deep like a strong alpha male. I don't, don't let any of that shit out. I'm just kidding. No, you just deal with it. You just, you know, you get through it, however that may be. and. You know, okay, I'm gonna sound like, you know, a nun or something or a monk or something. I don't I don't know if using substances is the best way to de-stress. And I mean I get it, I understand why, because some of those things help you de-stress so much faster. It's like, hey, this normal process would take an hour or two to de-stress from this situation or I can smoke a joint and have a beer and it's 15 minutes and I'm in heaven but my question is is that just masking the problem for another time okay and now everyone's like well well when you're high it's great and you know blah 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 but are you truly chilling if you're high because you literally needed a substance to help you chill so is not the purest vibe of chillin' being able to do it naturally? I would say yes. But that's me, I don't, I don't know, I've never chilled any other way. And I mean, I'm not shaming it, by all means, you know. Society's made it acceptable. Sure, go ahead. You know. Um, it's, yeah, I, I just, I think, 
I think we don't spend enough time in life doing things that we enjoy. I really don't. And I think we get bogged down with how important work is. And I mean, it is. It's, it's you know, it opens another question. Is there an issue with society that, you know, this has to be this important for a human to survive? If you don't have a job, how do you survive in this world? Well, the answer is you have a really tough time and you don't for the most part, you know, and I guess it depends on your definition of survival. What makes you happy, right? Being comfortable, yes, but being overly comfortable, probably no. You don't need a, you know, house that's 9,000 square feet for two people. That's crazy. Well, well, we, we host parties a lot. Well, rent a hall, you know, don't don't be that person because now Joe who only has a 2,000 square foot house which is still a nice house is looking at you and he's like man I'm not happy because I don't have a 9,000 square foot house and it really makes you think that communism is great it's an interesting like don't get me wrong communism is not great in many ways but I think some of the core fundamental aspects of communism are good in a weird way in a very very weird way and in no way am i saying that we should go communist i 100 percent am okay with how canada is except for the few issues that i have with canada but that's a different podcast for a different time i just think capitalism has sort of made everybody go mad in a way that they just strive to be better than the person next to them. And it, I think it creates some unhealthy mental aspects to life. And I mean, that's just the nature. Th- I mean, we've in a capitalist sort of run economy where it's always a competition. And you can say, well, I'm not taking part in it. But if you pay heat or pay your electricity bill, you're taking part in it. You've entered, you've signed that contract, you're in the game, you're you're playing the game. Even if you don't, even if you're homeless, you've oddly been dragged into it and you've been put at the bottom of society. Where with communism, well, if the Franks get a loaf of bread, the Smiths get a loaf of bread. And the baker who made the loaf of bread get satisfaction of knowing that he made all the loaves of bread that fed the entire town. And he gets paid the same as the smiths who do the horseshoe crafting. And that's the thing. I think on a very simple level, very basic, non-complex society, communism could work great. But in our society, it's difficult. You can't. There's too much. Too much. Too much it would be really difficult to do on a large scale and i think that's its downfall so i think the moral of the story is be nice to people communism is okay partially not really small scale and i just yeah you just gotta try and spend time doing things you like life is too short you know you only have four hundred eighty thousand awake hours after you get rid of work and if you live to a hundred to enjoy yourself 
So why why fill it with things that are like, man, this is terrible. And I mean, obviously you have responsibilities in life that come with things. So if you buy a house, yeah, you have to do housework. But if that's so miserable for you, don't buy a house. And don't let the Smiths down the road who have a house that's eight times your, you know, condo that's looked after by the strata, you know, don't make them let you feel bad. Because when Mr. Smith is having to replace all the floorboards in his house, you're like, I'll just call my landlord. They can do it. Or the, you know. And even, and that's the thing is you got you just got to find things in life that you really enjoy. I think. I re I really think that is the key. Because, at the end of the day. You have a finite amount of time on this planet. So, with you being a good person, you instantly make other people's lives better. Maybe not on a mass scale. You're not, you know, creating a new clean, you know, technology that saves the planet for many years to come. But I think, I think the core fundamental thing is the best thing you can do in your lifetime is be a good person. You know, just, just even a, a simple wave to a, a, a Jeep driver. But don't do it if you don't have a Jeep. You're not cool enough. You need a Jeep to wave to Jeeps and only Wranglers. You're not cool enough unless you don't have one. But I mean, you can wave to people. That's fine. I don't. I don't care. Wave. That's totally fine. So just be a good person and wave to people. Wow, this is a long, long podcast. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna end it here. All right. So. I'm, this is, I should have done this at the beginning because nobody's listening at this point. I want you to send me a voice message and tell me where you listen to this podcast. What do you do? You listen to this podcast and you're, you know, you're fishing. You're in the bathtub. Nice. Let me know how you enjoy this podcast. And let me know what other things you do in your day to make you happy be you know something large or something small okay it's all about being happy and our finite amount of time on this weird planet that has been here much longer than we have so let's just all be happy together um thanks for listening this has been a bj and co production uh discord message me on uh, discord i think it's savvy hashtag five five eight two and the password to join the cool discord is be happy boom maybe maybe if we get some people who join this week i'm just going to open it up and anybody can invite anybody because why make it exclusive when it could just make people happy and they could share with their friends why, why gate it why all right Message me on Discord, send me voice messages, uh, links down in the description. And yeah, be happy. Don't be a terrible person. Even if you're in a terrible situation, try and be happy because you being happy can make somebody else be happy. And if somebody's not happy around you and they're a negative person, 
Fuck them. You don't have time in your life to deal with that. So yeah, this is the best podcast on the internet. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, ramblings of a lunatic man who thinks being happy is important. See you next time.